You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now that we know the exact order of the games on the Chicago Bears schedule, we can really start to pin down when and where we might see Justin Fields make his first NFL start. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On the show today, a closer look at the Chicago Bears 2021 regular season schedule. We knew the opponents, now we know the order, and now we can get a better sense of how Justin Fields could fit into these plans in 2021. It's not as though the Chicago Bears will pick a date ahead of time that they want Justin Fields to start by, but we can look at the schedule and look at where might be a good time to make that quarterback change and get a rookie in there, or where the difficulty of the schedule might just necessitate a change if things start going poorly. We already knew that in terms of strength of schedule and those measurements based on quality of opponent from how they produced in the previous year— This is one of the more difficult schedules on paper, and the order doesn't necessarily change that. The interesting thing is how the Bears are lined up to go alternating home and away for every single game. They don't have any back-to-back away games or back-to-back home games, which is, I guess, good and bad that you don't have to have multiple weeks strung together away from the team, but not good that you don't have the back-to-back weeks at home to kind of you know, reset a little bit and get some of that consistency going in that regard. So it's just sort of one of the intricacies and one of the interesting dynamics that just played out in kind of a a strange 17-game season that we're all getting used to. But I think what I might be most disappointed about, and this is kind of a small thing, but the Bears' unveiling of the schedule on social media had perhaps the most boring theme I could possibly think of. You know, a lot of teams, they try and have fun with it. Like, I think the Chargers did something where they got all their players on a Zoom, what was supposed to be mocked up as a Zoom meeting, where they had, you know, Justin Herbert and their players give a presentation, like a PowerPoint kind of presentation about their schedule with a bunch of, like, fun stuff in there and was kind of poking some fun at a few things and really creative artwork involved in that. And the Bears picked their theme of paint, Literally the thing that is the cliche for the most boring things you could possibly, it's, oh, I would rather watch paint dry. That's what the Bears essentially chose for unveiling their schedule. They had, you know, they had players and and prominent Bears fans, you know, media people and and celebrities or whatever, look at paint being poured into a can that was going to be shaken up and mixed and that color matched the team on their schedule. I mean, it's just boring like you've had months to come up with some creative idea and I get it's colorful I guess and you know colors are nice I guess but it's paint 
nobody likes to paint. Nobody likes paint. And it was sponsored by Benjamin Moore, so there's a money aspect to this, but you couldn't have come up with anything more than literally watching paint dry. That's the excitement around this Chicago Bears schedule is. Much more excited about the actual games themselves. As you kind of look at this schedule, the division games a little bit spread out, a little bit later in the schedule this year. Of course, Vikings always, for some reason, pushed to the end of the schedule for the Bears. Not only do they always end the season against the Vikings, but both of the Vikings games are the last two divisional games. It's Lions in Week 4, Packers in Week 6, then quite a bit of a break, and then it's you know, Lions and then Packers and again in, in weeks 12 and 14. And then you get both of the Vikings games at the end of the season. I don't know why that just always happens where the Bears end the season with the Minnesota Vikings. I think Adam Hogue said the Bears will end the season in Minnesota for the sixth time in eight seasons. It's also the third time in the last four years the Bears and the Lions are playing on Thanksgiving. And, you know, primetime game against the Rams is something we've seen a lot lately primetime against the Vikings, primetime in Lambeau Field, another matchup and location that we've seen a lot. Like, it's almost like, it's almost boring how the Bears' schedule seems to be predictable in some of these ways based on how these last few seasons have gone. So maybe the paint-drying metaphor applies. Maybe the Bears saw some of that coming and are tipping their cap to us knowing that there was some predictability about this schedule. But it starts with the Rams in primetime, the Matthew Stafford Rams. That will be a fun game on Sunday night football. Presumably going to see Andy Dalton for that one, but we'll talk about the possibility of, of Justin Fields in just a little bit here. But it, it does seem like you can't, you don't go very long without getting a pretty high-quality opponent in terms of on paper what you're expecting. You know, Rams in Week 1 and then Browns in Week 3. A lot of expectations there for taking a step forward. Of course, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers is a bit of an unknown, whether that one is a big game, but immediately followed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then after the bye week, you get the Ravens, and then you start getting in that divisional stretch of Packers and Vikings, and then Seahawks and end on the Vikings, and there's going to be competitive matchups each and every week. And of course, that's true for most teams in the NFL, but not a lot of softball is sitting on paper on this bear schedule. And that's really the key here is that as much as we sit here in May and try and plan out how many games the Bears are going to win, we don't know exactly how good these teams are going to be. And it takes one big quarterback injury or one big change here or there. And generally speaking, every team thinks they're going to be better and improved in 2021. And really, only half the teams are going to be good and half the teams are going to be bad, if that. And some of these teams that we think are going to be good are probably not going to be as tough as we might expect. And maybe some of the teams we don't think that are going to be very good could be tougher than we might think. And it's too early to write off a team like the Cincinnati Bengals in week two. It's those kind of games that you'd like to start off Justin Fields with, but sometimes the schedule doesn't give you that luxury to pick and choose where you want your rookie quarterback to go in. So we'll start to look at the quarterback development philosophy and how the Bears should handle Justin Fields on this schedule. Next, on Locked On Bears. You know what would have been more fun than a paint theme? How about cars and auto parts? They could have had it sponsored by our friends at rockauto.com. I mean, after all, they're a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They got anything you could possibly need for your vehicle. Everything from fuel pump assemblies and engine control modules to the easy stuff like tail lamps and motor oil. You name it, they've got it. 
You just enter in your car's make and model and quickly sort between all the different parts and products and specifications you prefer. Don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts somewhere else. Head on over to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com There's no magic formula for how long you're supposed to sit a rookie quarterback on the bench before you let him loose and give him the full reins of your offense. And so as much as we want to consternate and argue and try and figure out the perfect plan for Justin Fields, there's no way to perfectly know ahead of time exactly when the time is going to be right. It has to be a feel thing. And it's not always true that you know, sitting him for a full season is what's going to be best for Fields. It seems like that's generally the plan. And I think, I guess, ideally for the Chicago Bears, in an ideal situation, Andy Dalton plays so well in 2021 that you don't need to go to Justin Fields. And he has, you know, one of the best seasons of his career and Fields is able to spend the whole season on the bench learning, and even though maybe he could have benefited from getting on the field at some point during that season, it's not going to hurt him by sitting him the whole season, and that's that's fine. And if, if they're winning enough games with Andy Dalton and getting enough from the quarterback position, then that's great. And it's a big win for Matt Nagy and a bigger win for Ryan Pace in identifying a free agent quarterback. But that seems pretty unlikely. I think we can all agree at this point that our expectations for Andy Dalton are a little bit lower. And with Justin Fields behind him on the bench, that pressure is going to be a lot higher to pull him off and make a quarterback change than it might have been if it was just Foles behind him. You know, if it's Dalton and Foles, then I think the leash is a lot longer and you're kind of willing to see it through for the majority of the season because you don't feel like your alternate plan is really all that much better. But with Fields, boy, it's going to be that temptation that's really hard to resist. And it's a matter of how long, first of all, how well Andy Dalton plays. That's sort of, I think, first and foremost. Like as much as this is a long-term decision for the Chicago Bears, there is short-term pressure to win football games and to not keep losing. And especially the more you lose, with Justin Fields on the bench, the harder it is to keep him there. And I think in an ideal world, you'd like to make the change perhaps at a bye week, going into a bye week, so that Fields could have the longest run-up to get ready for his next game to have you know that extra week of practice and to really be able to have that firm footing underneath him before he makes that first career NFL start. But the Bears' bye week locked in at week 10, which in the grand scheme of things is a pretty good spot in the new 17-game schedule. Nice and central in terms of nine games before, eight games afterwards. That's about the mid-season break that you might want, but I don't know that Bears fans are going to have the appetite to watch nine games of Andy Dalton. I, I don't know what my confidence level is in Andy Dalton to be able to get through 
nine games, to be able to play well enough to keep the team afloat at least that long to get to the bye week before you might consider that quarterback change. So if we keep operating under the assumption that the Bears have given us that Andy Dalton is going to start week one, it's the Rams, that you know the Bears have had mixed results against the Rams over the years, then the Bengals should be a little bit easier you know, the Browns, right, after that should be a little bit tougher. Then, you know, you kind of have this back and forth of, like, Rams, tough, Bengals, easier, Browns, tough, Lions, easier. We never really know what to expect from the Las Vegas Raiders, although that'll be a fun one in Las Vegas. Then Green Bay, you know, by week six, are we locked in on Aaron Rodgers playing by then? At that, you know, if, if he's going to hold out or whatever might happen, or is he going to be gone by then, that will really determine. But then it's like tough game against the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. We don't know what the 49ers are going to be. We don't really know what the Steelers are going to be, although I have a feeling they're really going to fall off a little bit more again this season. And so it, there's almost an, you know, an easier stretch there. But it's, again, is Andy Dalton going to be able to survive some of those ups and downs? If, you know, if you're, you know, if you're 500 after six games, is that, is that thumbs up, you know, or if you're, if you're two and four, is that, is that when you start to put, hit the panic button? Like how, how much does this season still matter? If really, I mean, it matters, but really we're talking about the long term for Justin Fields. So like if the Bears miss the playoffs this season, no one's panicking. And I don't know that even Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, if, if it's still a relatively close season. So then how early do you have to pull that trigger and, and make that quarterback change? If, if Dalton is beating the bad teams and losing to the good teams and you're hovering right in that middle of the pack, then, you know, is there that pressure or then do you just make that change at week 10? Because we saw a really quick leash on Mitch Trubisky last season. He was 3-0. and I mean, they were losing their third game, but he was winning games and they said, nope, get Nick Foles in there. We need better at the quarterback position. But that's when the pressure was a little bit higher on Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. And I think the the patience for Mitch Trubisky was also a little bit lower at that time too. So that's our really only example we can point to under the Matt Nagy regime of a quick leash. So it's hard for me to not expect some sort of quick leash for Andy Dalton in this case. But again, wins against the Bengals and the Lions early on. Maybe you beat the Raiders or if the Packers are bad, you get another one there too. And you know, you're still doing okay if you lose some of those other games and you, you don't need to get Justin Fields out there and maybe they can withstand close to a full 18-game or 18-week season of Justin Fields on the bench and really follow through on the Alex Smith-Patrick Mahomes plan that Matt Nagy seems to want. Let's put that aside for now and look at this maybe more from a performance standpoint and understand that chances are Andy Dalton is not going to be a top-notch quarterback for a full 17-game season. And and that's going to mean some point then in the schedule they have to make the change. But you got to be careful about it. And, and we'll try and figure out where might be that nice, soft takeoff point for Justin Fields next on Locked On Bears. Now that we know the exact order of the games, you can have a little bit more confidence betting on this Bears season at betonline.ag. Still currently third in the NFC North division futures odds for who's going to win the division? Not far behind the Minnesota Vikings, but Green Bay Packers still well ahead at minus 140 and a nice return on investment for the Bears at plus 325 if Justin Fields can help pull this out. You can also bet on Justin Fields to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Third best odds there behind Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance 
Justin Fields at plus 650 is not a bad odds at all if he sees the field anytime early in 2021. So head on over to betonline.ag and sign up for a free account. Enter our promo code LOCKEDON to receive a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's hard to find an ideal spot in the schedule to put Justin Fields in the starting lineup unless Aaron Rodgers doesn't play for the Green Bay Packers. That would free up, really, I think, a couple of stretches for both of those divisional games that you might get Fields in with enough of a, a soft opponent to you know, not put too much on his plate and give him something he can handle until he gets a little bit more used to that NFL speed early in his career. Because, you know, like week one against the Rams is going to be a challenge. Even though the Rams maybe aren't the Rams they were in the Super Bowl, it's still, you know, Matthew Stafford. It's going to be still a, a lot of quality pieces on that defense, and I don't want Aaron Donald necessarily having his way with Justin Fields until I can see a little bit more of, of how well this Bears offensive line is going to perform at this point in the season. But if you take Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay and make both of those games a little bit easier, then you have this like week four stretch. After the game against the Browns, three games in the season, you got Lions, Raiders, and Packers before you get Buccaneers, 49ers, Steelers bye week. And if I could, you know, like that three game stretch of Lions, Raiders, Packers, it's not a walk in the park. And, and maybe that's part of the, that's just one of the consequences of having what I think is, by some measurements, the most difficult schedule in terms of strength of schedule in the NFL on paper. But at least, you know, the Lions would be what feels like a pretty good place to get him started. And then Raiders to be determined and then Packers without Aaron Rodgers would be a a pretty manageable stretch there before you get the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers that will maybe test him in some new ways. But same kind of thing in the second half of the season. Right after the bye week, you get the, the Ravens. Then it's the Lions on Thanksgiving, a Thursday night. Then the Cardinals, then the Packers. And I, I still have some respect for the Cardinals, and I'm curious to see what Kyler Murray does this season. And, you know, they may be better, they may not. We'll see. But they're clearly not, you know, coming in as big-time playoff challengers from last season in that regard. So there's, again, not perfect, but a little bit easier if you can go Lions, Cardinals, Packers, except that, you don't really want to start Justin Fields on Thanksgiving, right? You don't want to pull him out for the first time to make his first start on a short week where you don't have really full practices. That's kind of the challenge there. And that's where this whole thing with Fields becomes difficult, where it's like, for me, it, it feels about like week 10 is maybe the latest you make that change if you're going to make the change at all, that bye week spot. Because otherwise, you get down the stretch in this season and are you going to make a quarterback change you know, four weeks before the playoffs? You know, is like is that is that when you're gonna switch over or you know, how long in that lead up are you gonna make that change? Like if you're if you're teetering on playoffs or not playoffs, you're gonna put your rookie in at the end of the year and then have him just play out those last few games and maybe play a playoff game with only a few NFL starts under his belt. Like I I guess you wanna get him the playoff experience, but it doesn't feel like maybe the best setup for him. Like it feels like you have to make it somewhere between, 
you know, week four and week 10. You, you give Dalton a couple of games to see what he does at the very least. And if he's awful, then you make the change maybe after week three and some deja vu to last season and start in that Lions stretch there. And then if he's if he's passable, then, you know, you could get all the way to the bye week. But if you get through the bye week, then, you know, Thanksgiving's not a good time for him to do it. And then you're starting to run out of games to where maybe you just roll with Andy Dalton. Either that or you're so bad that you're already out of the playoff mix and then you put Justin Fields in late in the season just to get some experience and maybe win a couple of games and you finish, you know, 6-11 and 11 or whatever and, and that's just how the season goes, unfortunately. But that would be the only scenario that it's, it would make sense for me to put Justin Fields in late in this season. But I just, you want him to get some games under his belt, but you don't want him to have so few of games under his belt if you're actually competing for the postseason. So for me, it's it's that early season window, week four through week 10, Lions, Raiders, Packers, Buccaneers, 49ers, Steelers, that's really going to determine what's going to happen at the quarterback position from then on out. I, I think, you know, unlike Trubisky and Foles last season, you know, the Bears knew what Trubisky was and they knew what they were looking for from him from those first few games. And when they didn't see enough of it, they were ready to pull that trigger and make that change and see what Foles could do as sort of the newcomer. But now Dalton is that newcomer too. And so it's not as though they have these specific expectations of what they need to see from Dalton before they potentially make a change. There's going to be a learning process and a figuring out process with Dalton too, in addition to Justin Fields that you just, it's a very different situation than Trubisky last season. So I don't think they're going to be so quick on the trigger from Dalton in three weeks, for example, unless they go 0-3 and, and the quarterback play is just awful. But, you know, if he can beat the Bengals in week two and, and beat the Lions in week four and whatever happens with the Rams or Browns, if those are losses or even if you win one of those, like there's not that urgency to pull Dalton and make that change to Justin Fields. As much as you want to get value out of Justin Fields' rookie contract, this is all about the long-term with him, and there's no reason to rush him out there. There's no, again, there's no perfect formula. You, 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 there's nothing to say that playing him 12 games is the perfect amount, or that starting him week one is the perfect amount. It, it varies so much by the individual quarterback and the individual skill set and the individual supporting cast. You know, you talk about Patrick Mahomes getting the full season of of time on the bench. Is that what made him the greatest quarterback in the NFL last season, or you know, is it? The coaching that he gets and the and the wide receivers that he has and the offensive line when it was healthy, I guess, before we saw that really fall apart by the end of the season. You know, like I'm sure spending some time on the bench can be very helpful for some quarterbacks. And that is important. But, you know, was it was it all 16 games that made the difference for Mahomes or if the Chiefs had played Mahomes, you know, in week 10, you know, would would he, we have seen a drastically different Patrick Mahomes, maybe week one versus week 10 and having some of that time on the bench makes a difference. But we don't know where that magic zone is. And we've seen some quarterbacks be fine with no time on the bench. I, I think the Bears are really going to stick to their word here and start Andy Dalton at least for the first few weeks of the season. But that there's that sweet spot, man. And it's it's going to be, it's really going to be all about performance of Dalton as opposed to exact developmental needs of Justin Fields because he is a relatively NFL-ready quarterback. If he does need to be put out there because of injury or because of poor play from Dalton, he's going to be ready. And the Bears are going to get something pretty decent from him. It's just about trying to take the best care of your quarterback prospect and give him the best possible path to success. And we'll see just how prepared the supporting cast is for that job as well. All of this is to say, in summary, 
the Chicago Bears are going to go 16-0 and or 17-0 and and win the Super Bowl, right? No, of course. It's, it's way too early to lock down any kind of firm schedule prediction, but we'll keep slicing and dicing the schedule and try and get a sense of how this season might go as we finish out the week here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe wherever you're listening on whatever app you're using right now to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Don't forget to check out some of our other Locked On podcasts. Locked On Today, bringing you all of the biggest stories in all of sports across the Locked On Podcast Network. We also have other podcasts for your other favorite Chicago sports teams, Locked On Bulls, Locked On Cubs, Locked On White Sox, and Locked On Blackhawks. They all do a great job, so make sure you go check them out as well. And keep tuning in to Locked On Bears and following along with us throughout this offseason. It can be a long time without much real Chicago Bears football action, but don't worry, the podcast will still be here for you, hopefully making it that much easier to bear down.